Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to D's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, D. Thanks so much for being with us today. So on Monday, where I was not uh, available live on Monday, um, it was National Family Day. And I, I began to ask myself what that meant. It was a day that was initiated back in, in 2001. And um, one of the things that came up about National Family Day, uh, it's celebrated, by the way, the fourth Monday in September. Uh, one of the, the things that they notice is, like, uh, have families that eat together, just dine together, spend that time together across the table from each other, uh, risk the reduce of addiction. This is was according to the National Center on Addiction. Um, said it reduced the uh, teens' risk of using tobacco, alcohol, and other drugs. But there's other things that happen as a result of, of families spending this type of quality time together. And so one of the things I wanted to do, because, I mean, I think talking about families, not just on one day, but any day, um, it, it helps to kind of refocus. I know a lot of people were able to refocus at, uh, when COVID came about because they were able, uh, since they could not go to work in certain cases, to spend extra quality time with uh, family members and, and, you know, parents were able to kids how to fish and how to do other types of hobbies and, and just um, bond a little bit better. So um, we want to talk a little bit about uh, what family is all about and the challenges of family. And um, I'm privileged to have uh, Charlotte McCullough, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist, on with us today to address some of those issues. Good morning. How are you doing? Oh, dear. Okay. Let's check and see what's going on with Charlotte. When we come back, we'll talk, we'll talk with her. And then in the last half hour, my friend Stephanie will join us, and we'll dig into that a little bit more from a different perspective. And so if you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. 
we're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Hi, I'm Tim Garrison. Uh, you may know me as Timmy G. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's been two decades, but I want you to know I'm back in the Arglatex, and I've got a mix of music that can help you relax and chill out. It's smooth. It's relaxing. It's chill out jazz. The soulful mix of smooth jazz, soul, and smooth R&B. So join me every Wednesday night, 10 p.m. to midnight, on KHAM Radio. Are you chilling? Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Ms. McCullough, are you there? Oh, dear. Don't know what happened with her. was checking in with her. So um, in the meantime... I wanted to bring to your attention something that is coming up tomorrow morning. Uh, and if, if my computer will cooperate, I will get that for you. But um, let me just check on that. And um, in the meantime, like I said, I also plan on bringing in my friend Stephanie Dukes, and she is going to uh, talk a little bit about her family experiences. Um, and also before I go forward, I want to also thank Charles Morse, who was on with us yesterday with Youth Central Connection, who is dealing with uh, – he has a summit every year that talks about uh, youth issues. So let me uh, check on that. Give me just a moment. Um, Thank you. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast. Let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faiths, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple, dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs dedicated to serving our families. Hi there. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us. Sorry about the uh, difficulty this morning and the technical issues. I was still trying to check with Ms. McCullough to see if she was available to talk about the family issues. And if you have, let's say, family stories that you want to share, uh, you can give us a call. The number is 516-387-1944. Also bringing in my friend Stephanie Dukes. Stephanie, are you available yet? Okay, she's coming on. Uh, just one of those days, you know how it goes. Everything's a little bit um, behind, so you have both guests on now. Oh, well, 
Perfect. Thank you, Princess. That's my producer, CEO extraordinaire, Princess Cooper. Good morning, Ms. McCullough. How are you doing? I am doing well. How are you today? Thank you. I'm doing quite well. Sorry, sorry about the confusion. Uh, I appreciate you okay. being on with us. So, so um, as I was mentioning at the beginning of the show that um, Monday was National Family Day, and one of the things that they talked about was just the mere fact that uh, sitting kids in, in the family down at the dinner table made a impact in terms of reducing, for example, addiction. I wanted to ask you about things that you observe in your counseling regarding families and, and, and factors, let's say, not only, let's say, reduce addiction, but maybe reduce friction between family members, um, whereas as, as, diff- as the children go through different phases or as the family goes through different stresses, the hardship maybe of losing a job, the, the, the fact of dealing with COVID and other things, what kind of impact those type of, of stressors seem to have and what you find that helps alleviate those stressors? So I think it's a really good question, Gretchen. When it comes to families, you know, in our society today, families look different. You know, we have two-parent homes. We have single-parent homes. We have grandmothers um, raising children. We have children in foster care. So families look really different today than how they did, you know, years ago. But when it comes to addressing um, stressors or concerns in a family, Like uh, what you were saying when you started, one of the best ways to address that is to have intentional conversations with our families. And when I say intentional conversations, so attention, where our attention is um, on that conversation that we're having, you know, and it could be at the dinner table, it can be at a park, it can be at a restaurant, it can be out at an event, but just an intentional conversation where we allow our children, we allow whether adult children or, you know, adolescent children to have those open conversations around those concerns or those stressors and being uh, open. When we have those conversations, being able to listen and really engage in that conversation. So do you find you talk about children and adult children, uh, do you find that the adult, adult children that you're dealing with are maybe dealing with unresolved issues from childhood, and that's why they're still maybe having trouble relating or engaging with other family members? Yes, I could definitely see that, as well as some of their own traumas that they've experienced as adults, as well as things that have happened in their childhood. and depending on what that relationship is like between the parent and the adult child and then what the adult child is witnessing with the younger siblings, how they're being treated by the parents, that can also cause a lot of uh, friction in the family as well. And possibly the parents, you know, were younger or didn't have as much experience when they were raising the older children, so there was a lot of rigidity. And we know studies show that when there's a lot of rigidity in relationships, it causes a lot of fractures. So it could be some resentment from things that happened um, back in the adult children's lives. 
So when you say rigidity, is it one of those cases where, like, like some people would say back in the olden days, but you know, <laughs> you know, at a time where they used to say children are seen but not heard, is it is right? It maybe some residuals from some of that. It could be some residuals from some of that. It could be just very strict parents where now the parents are more flexible with curfews. It could be um, the way that they dressed back then, their ability to be able to speak up and have an opinion. Possibly back when the older children were younger, they weren't able to speak um, fluidly in the household. You know, it's what mom and dad says or grandma says, and that's it where now the younger children are able to have an opinion and express that opinion in a way that they weren't able to. Um, you know, curfew could be that now the younger children are able to hang out with their friends and the older children, they weren't able to do those th- those things. So it's little things like that um, where we would say on the surface, like, oh, that's not a big deal. The older children should understand that. But that could really sit with them in a different way. Absolutely. All right, but let me ask this, because uh, I have, I, you know, and I thought my mom was really strict. I, I was like, oh, gosh, she's just like, you know, the worst person in the world. And now it's like, oh, I so understand. <laughs> so I started hearing her voice in my head in college, you know, and it just kind of went from there. But now, is I think, in my opinion, that it, it has shifted from that the pendulum has swung way too far to the other side where it seems like parents are either afraid or just don't want to handle the responsibility of parents. Like my mom always told me, and it hurt my feelings when the first time she said it, and then I understood uh, later. She's like, I am not your friend. I am your mom. Right. She was my best friend. Though. I had I had friends that would say, "You and your parents, you're like best friends." I, but you know, but I think she was just trying to make the boundaries clear that she was the parent. You yeah. know, I well, I, I think that. that there's some yeah, but I think there's some issues now where parent there are some parents that are trying to be more you know a little bit too hip as the phrase used to be go, used to go. You know, they're trying to be more like friends. And they're trying to not have conflict, and so they give in to a lot of stuff versus just saying, you know, just acknowledging that there is going to be conflict because that is a growing, developing child, and right. and they don't have all of the the skills and all of the knowledge to make adult decisions, nor should they because they're a child. Well, I think. Sometimes our parents in today's time, they're not taking care of themselves emotionally and mentally. So some of our parents just don't have the capacity to take on the role of a authoritarian type parent or a parent that is that can create boundaries or understand where they need to be flexible and where they need to be rigid. And then we have some parents who just refuse to repeat the way that they were raised. So they don't want to raise their children the way that they want to be raised. And by not wanting to do that, they go all the way to the other side where my parents, you know, my mom wasn't this type of mom, but I'm going to be this type of mom to my daughter. And sometimes that just go way, way, way too far. Also, I would say a lot of um, social media has a lot to do with that too because we have 
younger um, children or teens who compare themselves a lot to what's going on on social media, which isn't always real, and they're bringing that back to their parents and saying that we should do this, and parents wanting to please their children, they give in to those different types of behaviors. So it's a number of things that could influence parents not being the authoritarian parent or the parent who have boundaries that set that standard of I am the parent and you are the child. In my personal opinion, I think it should definitely be a difference between the parent and the child while still having a loving, affectionate relationship. Okay. So how do we get a more balanced approach between the dictatorship and between the, you know, the other way where it's like, okay, we're, we're you know, we're buddies doing a girl's trip type of thing yeah. or, or, you know, something similar to that. You know what I'm talking about. Right, right. Well, I think it's it's developing that balance is creating that relationship with your child and creating those boundaries around language that is used, around the things that is acceptable um, to do together, uh, having normalizing fun things, you know, within parameters. But it's that ongoing conversation and creating that relationship. It's not a one thing, one time, and it's done, but it's ebbs and flows, like life. You know, things change. As your child goes through different developmental cycles, they need different things. You know, your 5-year-old and your 15-year-old wouldn't have the same conversations or wouldn't like to do the same things for fun. So it's creating that relationship as your child grows and as things change and understand that, you know, children, they do evolve. Things change. I mean, one point they may love baby dolls and then they may like dressing up in makeup as they get older, but allowing Mm -hmm. that flexibility to be there and changing with your child as they go through the developmental cycles. Should Should a parent have to explain themselves? Now, when you say explain yourself, Gretchen, what do you you mean by that? Because, you know, we have this type of parenting style that's gentle parenting, right, where Mm -hmm. the parents, they don't believe in corporal punishment. They do believe in uh, expressing themselves to their children. They believe in healthy boundaries, creating those boundaries with the uh, child and explaining different things, not not so much explaining themselves, but explaining... Mm -hmm why they're being disciplined for this or why they can't do this. So when you say explain yourself, what do you mean by that, like explaining yourself? Well, you know, for example, you do have some parents who's like, I don't have to explain myself to you. I am oh. the parent. You were supposed to do what I – you know what I'm talking about. Right. What I say. Versus – do. Versus, it depends on okay. – I believe it depends on what it is. There are certain things that – I go back to that word rigid. There are certain things that – we're just not going to be flexible on, and this is what it is. It's not going mm-hmm. to be discussed. We're not going to negotiate about it, but it is a no, or it is going to be this way. You know, there are certain things that um, I think parents should be very strict about, rigid about, and then there are certain things I think there can be some flexibility around it. You know, so, for instance, let's say like going to the movies with friends, Some parents feel like, nope, you cannot go with friends. I have to go with you depending on the age. I am taking you there. I'll sit there at the movies with you all. I'll pick you all up. And then some parents may feel like, hey, I'll drop you all off. It's a day movie. I can drop you off at the movies, and I'll pick you all up. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. it depends on what it is. Okay. 
Now, I know one challenge for for parents is um, having to balance um, the relationship with the child and, and the peer pressure that comes from other children being able to do and say and dress, you know, however uh, they they or they, their parents deem appropriate, but you maybe you don't feel like it, it's an appropriate uh, thing for your household. So how do you right. how do you balance that? Well, I think that goes into a conversation with your child, and when you have a conversation with your child, it's not to get agreement from them. So I think sometimes when we say things like explaining ourselves, I do want you to understand where I'm coming from, whether you agree with it or not. There are certain things I am going to pull rank. I am the mom, and this is the way it's going to be for your good, you know, for your safety. Um, So I do think it causes for a conversation, but not a conversation of negotiation where I'm trying to get buy-in from you about it. That's a difference. Okay, and so um, I want to bring in my friend Stephanie Dukes, if she's still there, um, because I know she's – we want to talk about some other family dynamics, too, in terms of uh, bringing in the village, I guess you could say, so to speak. Stephanie, are you there? Yes, Lady D, I'm here. Hello. Good morning. How are you? We're doing great over here in the wonderful city of the champions in Claremont. Okay. All right. So um, the reason I wanted to bring in and my friend Stephanie, too, is, is because so I don't have kids. Uh, Stephanie doesn't, let's say, have kids per se, but she does. Okay. Mm-hmm. She has kind of been. And, and so I wanted to bring her in because she has had to be, I guess you could say, a pseudo parent in a way. And I wanted to ask um, on Stephanie's behalf, and I know she probably has some other questions, how important is the village in terms, you know, aunts, uncles, cousins, you know, teachers, uh, neighbors, uh, pastors, whatever? How important are those people, uh, Charlotte, in the terms of, uh, you know, supporting the family and, and, you know, getting involved in the family dynamics? I think they're very important when it comes to raising children and having other positive influences in their lives, also having other people that you trust that will lead them in the right way as well, also giving them an outlet, someone else that they can trust, that they can go to and talk to and be creative Mm -hmm. with and show acceptance and all that stuff for them as well. Um, That leads me also into, like, blended families. I'm a part of a blended family, and although the biological mom is there and my husband is there, I think that I'm one of those people that's a part of their village as the stepmom or bonus mom as well. And I think it's extremely important for um, children to have these other people in their lives that's positive influence that they can watch and that can be mentors for them and outlets and safe places for them as well. I think it's vital for them. You mentioned a term that I, I have noticed lately that's become more, I guess, prevalent or popular is not the step-parent or whatever, step-mom or dad, but the bonus mom or dad. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And I actually, there's one commercial that they have right now, published by some interesting commercials I find, uh, where there's one where there's this guy named Chris 
that becomes a step parent. I don't know if you've seen it or any of you have seen it, but in the evolution, Chris, I guess, is, it comes in as a as a step parent or whatever. I'm not sure what the circumstances is, but by the time Chris is finished in the commercial, Chris has become not the stepdad, but he's become dad. And you see uh-huh. the different phases where, you know, he's given her, like, birthday gifts. In another phase, he he's shown as helping the child with the homework. And in another phase, you see where he's there when the, the fiancé or, or, you know, future husband is being introduced. And then at the end, you see him there on the wedding day, which, I you know, I, I it's one of my favorite commercials. But I, and I find it to be quite <laughs> impactful. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but... Um, what, how, where has this new, I guess, perspective, if it's new, in terms of bone versus step on the way to a bonus uh, parent? Where, how did that evolve? Well, you know, I think some people don't like the term. I think it's just preference. Some people don't like the term step because it feels distant. It doesn't feel like a family term, and bonus mm-hmm. is a term that's more acceptable and mm-hmm. sounds more engaging and sounds more affectionate than a step-parent. Step kind of feels like hmm, off to the side, not a part of it, but bonus sounds more inclusive, like we're together as a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Stephanie, yeah. did you have a question? question? Yes, I do. Can you hear me? Yes, yep. go ahead, please. Yes, I have a question more um, from on the village side. When you pour into your nieces, your nephews, and they go away and you feel that distance, um, that, that pull away, and you are the person on feeling left on the outside. How, what's the best way or how, how best do you deal with the disconnect? Do so you know? Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, do, do, I don't know if I made that clear. Yeah, it sounds like you're saying... Like when, for instance, if you're an aunt and you have a niece and nephew that goes off to college or they move to a different city or go off to the military or go away, it's that distance where you don't feel that closeness because of the communication has dropped off or the communication is not initiated by them or it feels like you're reaching out but it's not reciprocated. Right, and they, and when they do, it's, it's everything is directed to the parents now. Where before you might have been the parent in, in the parent space, and okay. now everything is now directed to the parent. Okay. So would it be like you raised them, or you were just very active yes. with them? Yeah, yeah, you it was uh, you were very active with them, and okay. you yes, parent. It was a co-parenting situation. I have a friend that okay. it was a co-parenting situation, 
And then all of a sudden, it, it just like was non-existent. Okay. So a number of things could be going on with that. Um, sometimes with young adults, it's just their development cycle that they're in, their focus, their task in life is mm-hmm. what they have going on in their life and the relationships, um, like parenting and the parents may be a relationship that they want to focus on at that time. Maybe they mm-hmm. felt like they could have done something different or they're feeling guilty about the relationship with their parents. Um, mm-hmm. It could just be that um, that is their focus. It may not be that they don't care about the aunt or the person that was co-parenting them. It could just be what their focus is at that time. But let's just be honest, that hurt as well to feel that distance and to feel that Mm -hmm. draft, knowing that you want the best for them and your need is you just want to hear from them or continue that relationship and feeling that distance, it, you can internalize that and feel like, oh, I'm being left out or they don't love me anymore or, you know, out of sight, out of mind. But I would still stay connected. Um, I would still reach out and either write letters or either call and just let them know that I am there for them because um, it mm-hmm. could be something that they're just going through at that time and may not have anything to do with them not wanting you in their lives, you know, or forgetting mm-hmm. about you. But I think it would mm-hmm. be healthy to just maintain that communication as much as you can with them, especially with young adults, because mm-hmm. they have so many competing priorities and so many competing things on their minds in that life cycle. Um, sometimes building relationships with their caregivers is the last thing on the on their list. I had a family last week where the mom's her main complaint was now that the daughter is off to college they only text and they had a very close bond (laughs) all through middle school, high school. But when they dropped her off at college, you know, after that first week, she just started texting and then the texts are short or if they FaceTime is very short. So the mom is feeling very neglected right now, but it's not about her not wanting a relationship with mom. It's just the life cycle that she's in. Her priority right now is college, you know, engaging with people in college, boys, you know, getting acclimated mm-hmm. to several classes in college. How do you look at college? Where do you hang out? Who do you hang out with? So that's the thing that we have to be so mindful of to not internalize it and then allow that internalization to cause us to disconnect. Right. I have a friend yeah. that's McCullough, going I know through you, that. Yeah. And I'm sorry, Stephanie, but I know Ms. McCullough has to go. She has an appointment. So okay. basically we're going to bring her back another time. But how can awesome. people get in contact with you if, if they need to? So you can always reach me. Um, my phone number here at the office is 407-230-4582. Or you can always go to the website, www.centerpiecetherapy.org. Okay. I'm on social media, going to, my first and last okay. name. And we're going to post okay, that on the Deep Power you. Hour Facebook page. Thank you so much. Okay. And you have a blessed day. Thank you. Day. I enjoyed we'll this, soon. and I look forward to coming back. Definitely. We'll have you back soon. Thanks so much. Okay. And bye-bye. we're going to take a – bye-bye. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, Stephanie and I will we'll talk a little bit more. Uh, this is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs. 
owner and funeral director at Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community with two generations of family funeral service. With the recent addition of my son Brandon, we are here to take care of the needs of Central and West Orlando. From simple cremation to a full burial, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here to help you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs, dedicated to serving our families. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Good morning. Welcome back. Well, excuse me. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us. And we want to, again, thanks, Charlotte McCullough, for joining us today. And we're going to post her information on the G's Power Hour Facebook page. And in the meantime, my friend Stephanie Dukes and I uh, are, you know, we're going to talk because we've always talked about family and the importance of family and, and, you know, Mm -hmm. even, you know, putting various parts of our lives on hold because family comes first always. Mm, Um, But um, I was thinking about what she talked about, uh, about the college thing. Right. And I remember, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) I remember (laughs) when my folks dropped me off at college and everything, and I didn't call them like that first week. I think it was orientation and a bunch of other things. And then, um, of course, I discovered Northside. And, Stephanie, you know what I'm talking about, that Thursday night. (laughs) The party So, anyway, (laughs) yes. uh, And for those of you that don't know, Stephanie and I went to University of South Florida together for a while. So, yeah. Um, Yeah. So my parents called me like that Friday morning about six. And I'm like, you know, and I'm dragging myself to the dorm phone. And they're like, well, hey, I'm like, hey, I'm like, how you doing? I'm like, fine. Like, well, we hadn't heard anything from you. So we just wondered if you were okay. And I'm like, yeah, I just got in at four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And they began to laugh and everything. They're like, yeah, you're okay. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, and you are, I, you know, as I thought about it, I'm, I'm blessed that wrong. I had those kind of parents that I could say that to because, yes. you know, some parents would have been shocked and everything, but I've always had the kind of relationship with them that for the most part, um, you know, especially at that age, you know, I could pretty much tell them any anything. Now, as you get to mm-hmm. be more of an adult and grow into yourselves, there's certain things you just don't share. Um, but, yeah, exactly. you know, I, I remember that so vividly, and it was so funny. So, yeah. But anyway, yeah, you have had an integral role in various young people's lives in your family. You know, and I know that you you take that very seriously. Oh, most definitely. You know, when you were saying I didn't have children, I was cringing over here because my nieces and nephews, they die. Uh, 
when I, they tell me, says, Auntie, don't you ever say that. They heard me say that one time, and I have never said it since uh, mm. to anyone. because yeah. they say, Well, that's why I wanted to us. clarify. Yeah. Yes. They it, say, you yeah. have us, and you have been always been there for us because uh, I do know that that has been God. I have children, both of us. You know, we have children by, we do not have children, birth children by choice. And I tell people Mm -hmm. that all the time. That was a choice. Nothing physically wrong why I did not. It was my choice because I have given my time to Mm -hmm. my family, to Mm -hmm. taking care of my grandmother, being there for her. And I have enjoyed being there for my nieces and nephews. Uh, mm-hmm. being able to move on a dime, get up and go, travel. And if you are taking care of your own children, and the way I like to take care of people, I like to devote everything I've got. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So you can't do that if you have your own. You have to give everything you have to them. Exactly. So, uh, and I loved going to my niece's recitals, Uh, they have done ballet, they have done martial arts, Uh, they have done cheerleading, everything they thought they wanted to do and be exposed to when they were coming up, their parents allowed them and made the sacrifices and said, okay, let's experience everything till you find your, your gift in life you know, Mm -hmm. and then we will invest the money to uh, perfect your gift. And so that is the way we've done with our children. And uh, Mm -hmm. so I have assisted my brothers and sisters to make those, their children's dreams come true. So I Mm -hmm. have enjoyed that in my life. And that is, that is what I feel. You know, we all have to look for what our callings are. Some of us right. are called to birth children and nurture them, and some of mm-hmm. us are called to nurture them that have been birthed by other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. And that has been my calling. It, it always bothered me when um, – Hillary Clinton was in, you know, the limelight, and she was running for offices or was assigned or whatever to different offices, and she always got criticized for her take on it takes a village um, mm-hmm. and the village mentality. And it has, that has always bothered me because for me coming up, you know, I was the only child, so I didn't have the brothers and sisters, but I had cousins. Mm-hmm. I had aunts and uncles, and then and yeah. then my parents were especially mindful of making sure that I was around family. In fact, I was mm-hmm. born in California, but they moved back to Florida because it's like family is here in Florida, and we want to make sure that she grows up around family. And so, okay. you know, like I had a, a great aunt that was that mm. I was close to that broke my, you know, most of my older, because my parents, I was a product of older parents, first of all. I think my mom was in her late 30s, almost 40, uh, before I was born. And so, and then my parents both were the oldest children in their families. 
So they did a lot of running around to see about different older relatives and taking care of, of, you know, different affairs regarding older relatives and stuff. So I got, as a result, a chance to be around older relatives and sit at the feet, you know, or, or observe the interaction with the older relatives. So mm-hmm. it was a blessing for me mm-hmm. to, to have mm-hmm. that. Um, and, and, you know, and just kind of just glean a lot of information and a lot of, you know, habits and stuff. I remember this one aunt, um, Henrietta, you could tell, yeah, she was old. <laughs> you don't hear Henrietta that much anymore. <laughs> But my, yeah. aunt, my she was my great aunt, my aunt Henrietta. But I remember, and there's pictures of me as a, a toddler holding her hand because she came out. Uh, my mom talks about how she came out to California to see me, you know, when I when I was little. And mm-hmm. um, so you know, you see this older lady with with this you know, wide brim hat on or whatever and this dress and then you see this <laughs> this little old black toddler, you know, alongside her and everything. Um, but we were we were close and I remember um uh just when she passed and then um just it it really just it hurt my heart. But I remember my mom used to say stuff like, uh you just like your Aunt Henrietta, right? And I didn't spend that much. I didn't think I spent that much time with her to get right. some of her habits. But apparently, mm. there were certain things that reminded my mother that I did that reminded my mom about my Aunt Henrietta. She, my mom thought my mom thought I was, a, let's say, how do I put it? I won't say stingy, but I guess I was a little frugal. And I guess I didn't realize it at the time. You sure couldn't tell it now. Um, but, you know, there were certain <laughs> habits that I had, you know, uh-huh. where I guess I thought thought, thought that uh, certain things were going to get away from me. She's like, you're just like Ann Herrera. Uh, it's like, what? What did I do? <laughs> so, but those influences, we don't realize yeah. the impact of yeah. those influences. Um, I had a cousin, I I have a cousin, she actually, she's a teacher up in Atlanta, uh, Uh we're 13 years apart, and I remember when we were in the dorms, uh, I brought her over to stay the weekend with me in the dorm, Mm -hmm. and she has talked about that on a few occasions, and it never really dawned on me what kind of impact that had on her and Uh she was excited that she got to come and stay the weekend in in the dorm and sleep up you know in the loft which I probably shouldn't have had that child in the loft but you know to 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 uh and and took her to the you know we talked about ice cream parlor saga uh (laughs) you know take her to different places and stuff but she has she has spoken about that and I, you know, me, I'm like, didn't even realize, you know, didn't really give it a thought in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, this is my cousin, you know, yeah, let's go hang out. We don't get a chance to hang out that much. Come over, hang out in the dorm with me, you know, let's go walk around campus or whatever we were doing. You know, I don't mean, I don't even remember it as well as she did, but she exactly. talked vividly about that thing. It's uh-huh. really important how you conduct yourself with and in front of children. Yeah. 
because those are lifetime impressions that we don't even realize we have on them. Mm-mm. And it makes the difference that they, the little things that make big impressions, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, whoa, wait a minute, what, 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 what are you talking about? When did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> you got to be reminded sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but Stephanie, it's not even it's not even the relationship with the children that is affected mm-hmm. by the time that you take, but it's even the spousal relationships and communications um, mm-hmm. that are impacted by the simple sharing of a meal. And the thing about it is, too, we forget how important that is, and and you know, and, and that's sad because. The the ultimate, let's say, sharing of a meal that everybody is familiar with, or most people, is the Last Supper that we talk mm-hmm. about around, you know, Easter. And we talk, you know, and most black families have pictures of the last, oh, old black families used to have pictures of Last Supper in their houses, you know. Yeah. That's, yeah. And that's the ultimate sharing of a meal. I mean, even though there were, you know, the apostles, uh, but that has all throughout the Bible. You see various scenarios where they talk about sharing of the meals and, and how much of an impact that has. The wedding feast at Cana is another one um, mm-hmm. where they talk about the sharing of the meal. Um, usually, on a good day in the, during the sharing of the meal, there is laughing, there is talking, there's the taking of of time because it does take unlike eating by yourself you know which for me a lot of times half the time that's in a car eating by myself mm-hmm. but then mm-hmm. you know the it, but the sharing of a meal and actually the planned sharing of a meal is even better because my husband and I can sit up and watch a football game and he's in his recliner and I'm you know in, in another chair or whatever and we're having dinner but we're not really having dinner together if we're watching the football game. So mm-hmm. now every now and then I say, let's go into the dining room and like especially Sunday morning. Sunday morning is a good time for us. And we'll oh, sit yeah. in either in the dining room or we'll go out to breakfast and we sit and have a meal. And our schedules are such that it gives us a chance to catch up on what went on during the week. You know, exactly. um, why was why was this thing at work stressful for you? Why was this particular incident funny for you? You know, um, thing, things that happened, let's say, to and from work traffic-wise, things that you noticed, um, you know, uh, me being a realtor, I'm especially attentive to different things that go on, um, you know, landmarks that, that come and go and all that type of stuff, you know. Uh, that one one of the things I was talking to him about, you know, the closing I've noticed of of at least two CVSs in the area, you know, and that mm-hmm. leads to other conversations conversations about 
uh, you know, did you notice this? You know, conversations about I wonder why it closed, conversations, you know, uh, there's something wrong with the company, conversations about impact on the economy and, you know, all kind of stuff, you know, and mm-hmm. how pharmacies used to be versus how pharmacies are now. And, you know, but mm-hmm. it, you know, just to, just to have the time to sit down and talk about whatever it is uh, was very good, you know. Um, we've gotten a chance to go to Magical Dining Month, which that ends on Sunday, and I highly encourage everybody to do it. Um, but if we've gone to about three different restaurants. Um, uh, we went to one Turkish restaurant, one French restaurant, one Italian restaurant. And just to get a chance to sit down and enjoy, uh, you know, I didn't have to cook, praise the Lord. Uh, <laughs> just to sit down and enjoy a really excellent meal, you know, to engage in conversations, to sit across from each other and say, oh, so that's what you look like today, (laughs) you know, just something like that. I think having that strengthens that tie. And And if the spousal tie is strengthened, if you have children, that presents itself in a in a different way, I think that makes a, a big impact as well. Yeah, you know, when you talk about the Sunday thing, the one of the things I t- thought about not only did would we sit across the table from one another on Sunday morning, or even in the afternoon when we would come in from work, but we would touch one another. Mm. Because yes. it was something about just reaching out and touching one another, making that connection mm-hmm. to really, really stop a moment and just breathe and connect with one another. It was like, mm-hmm. are you really here with me? Yeah. You know, I, I really feel you. Uh, I really hear you. And and I really love you, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we would make we would do things like that. So mm-hmm. I I could understand what you mean by the the football because when we're watching, we're in front of the TV, we're connecting, mm-hmm. but we're connecting on a whole nother level because right. if we are on if two separate teams. And we're on opposing oh, yeah. teams. We're connected on a whole different level. You know, exactly. it's like you're on your team and I'm on my team. And right now, you know, it's like, hey, I'm I'm pulling for my team and I'm all against yeah. you, dude. <laughs> well, you know we had the in-house rivalry this week. You know that. Yeah. Reggie and I, yeah. Bucks and Eagles Monday <laughs> That's night. That's I mentioned that. <laughs> and we survived. We're fine. <laughs> And that's it. We have good, <laughs> good rivalry. You know, we know it's mm-hmm. just a game. We know it. And we're able to do it just for the moment. And no matter who wins, that just means I've got, we've got bragging rights to the next time. But mm-hmm. when the game is over, we get to hug and love, you know, that's yeah. it. hug and love afterwards. But I get to brag all year long. <laughs> <laughs> You know what, though? You mentioned something that, um, and I know this this is going off a family topic, but a concern about 
what you do and don't take seriously. Um, mm-hmm. I felt bad, you know, I mean, the games I know are more serious to some than others. But then you had a situation like they had, I think it was after the Miami game, and someone got punched or whatever, and they lost mm-hmm. their lives. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, what you have to that that's something that we need to look at too. At some point, you know, what goes on, you know, with that type of mentality where the 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 ultimate resolution for some people is is a fist or a gun yeah. or a knife. Um, yeah. How did how did you get from a simple football game to something like that? Mm-hmm. You know? Anger so. control, yeah, ma- anger yeah. management. Anger management. Uh, that person, yeah, that person had some anger issues and did not uh, know how to control and did not understand the power of their their fist, yeah. uh, the power yeah. of their anger that, uh, and I'm quite sure that, Nine times out of ten, usually that's not the first run-in a person has with that type of an issue. That's Mm -mm. just usually, yeah, you know, and they unfortunately didn't, you know, get it under control and stop. Sometimes it is. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's the first time and they go overboard and explode and unfortunately, whoops. But most most of the time, you know, they have been, you know, somebody has told them, like, man, you know, you, you really need to watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, unfortunately, someone lost their lives, and now mm-hmm. they are going to lose their freedom. Right, exactly. And two families I think now have to... been destroyed. Yeah, people have to start taking a breath before they make these type of hasty decisions, or or it's not even decisions, the reaction, um, or something. Yeah, and yeah. people need to take a breath before whatever action that comes. You know, if you find yourself getting all riled up and everything, inhale for a minute before you take that next step because your life and someone else's life may depend on that. Exactly. I'm going to change course a little bit. Um, so, so tomorrow is supposed to be uh, World Heart Day, um, mm-hmm. and um, Orlando Fire Department, City of Orlando Fire Department, is celebrating that at Lake Eola. So I just, I really, I got this, and I wanted to make this announcement. And I'm sure there's other things going on, but I did want to make this announcement. So um, September 29th tomorrow, um, the at, at Lake Eola, there are going, there's going to be hand, free hands only CPR training near the park at Lake Eola from 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. in the morning to 12 p.m. in the morning. So just want, yeah, so CPR is, is so crucial. There's been a couple of situations recently where we've had kids who have, have um, learned CPR from either YouTube or on TV or in a classroom demonstration or whatever and have been able to save some adult lives with that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so it's not just kids, but, yeah, it's, it's open from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. at the park at Lake Eola. There's going to have a fire engine on site, and personnel there are going to be conducting free blood pressure checks from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. 
So get there early. Like I said, early bird catches the worm. So, um, and they're going to light the Lake Eola Fountain in red uh, in recognition of um, World Heart Day tomorrow. So, um, you know, just just something that you know you might find um, interesting and, and um, educational. Uh, something to recognize World Heart Day. Um, I did want to also just mention um, because we're nearing the end of September. Uh, to please, please go to um, uh, get a mammogram if you are due, and I know I am, uh, but because um, starting next, well, starting Sunday, actually, October 1st, uh, there's a couple of things going on. One is that it is um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month in October, so please, please, if you know, if you need to, uh this is the time to kind of say, hey, you know, and, and there are different entities that are offering free or discounted mammograms. I'm going to try to find that for you and post that. Um, but please go get the mammogram if you need to or, or nudge someone if, you know, they've experienced some sort of issue or they haven't gone in a while. Please encourage them, you know, um, get with your organizations or churches. you got to do a group thing and drive a bunch of people to some of these places where they're doing the mammograms, you know, do it, get one. Um, you never, you just never know. You never know. Uh, they've got also a way that you can do the genetic testing for breast cancer. So I want to encourage that as well. It is also starting Sunday, not only Breast Cancer Awareness Month, it is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Um, and mm-hmm. we are getting, unfortunately, into that season Uh you know, holidays are great, but uh, it can tax some people who are not necessarily used to being um, in certain situations. And uh, sometimes, unfortunately, sometimes you see the worst in some people around this uh, lovely time of year. Um, uh, so there's a, a number of places that are having events and, and other things. I know Harbor House is one of the uh, domestic violence shelters around here, and I'm sure there are others um, so just if you that someone is a victim of domestic violence, um, you know, I, w- I would reach out uh, and I will, as soon as I get a chance, post that, you know, beginning of October, post that um, uh, that hotline on the G's Power Hour Facebook page so that everybody can have it. But I um, just wanted to make you aware. There's just uh, we're starting to get in that, that busy season right now where so much is going on. So uh just wanted to make you aware of that, and, and we'll have other people to come on as guests to talk about those two things as well as others. So have I missed anything, Stephanie? You know I do. No, I think uh, that covers it all. Okay. All right. My thanks again for here, hanging. and I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thanks for hanging out. <laughs> Appreciate it. I've, <laughs> have I've a blessed enjoyed day. it. I've okay. enjoyed it. Take care. And thank you all thank for listening. Uh, this has been G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. Be well, be safe, be blessed, and please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care. <laughs>